Oh, hi. Fancy meeting you here. This week's episode is brought to you by Limitless Life Challenge. Limitless Life Challenge is a five-day immersive $5 challenge, which brings you face-to-face with one of the most dangerous animals on the face of the planet, Dr. Chris Lee, and one of the kindest gentle animals on the planet, Lucas Root. The two of us have combined forces out of a collaborative, genius, evil mastermind type of plan. And honestly, it came out of frustration. All this nonsense is like, we're frustrated. Out in the personal development world, there's so much information. But when it comes to, yes, I know I want a happier life. Yes, tell me how much more I can get motivated by having a better life. Well, how do I get a better life? Or how do I have more production? Like I wanted more time. I wanted to be happier and I wanted to live my life the way I chose to do that. That's really nice, but how do you do it? That's where Lucas and I came in. I'm going to bring in some neuroscience and some strategies that can actually help you heal old traumas and really create the life internally using emotional intelligence, neuroscience research, and mindfulness-based strategies to get you some grounded emotional change, right? Intellectually knowing and not actually making change is just as helpful as having an encyclopedia in the 21st century. It's really nice to look on a bookshelf, but actually, does it do anything? Not so much. Lucas consults for Fortune 500 companies. Lucas knows how to get shit done. So all these things to say, if you have five bucks to spend total for the week, immersion to get things done, come saddle up with us. We are excited to have you. Head on over to www.lltribe.com to get started. Or if you head on over to my Instagram, Dr. Chris Lee, and jump into my bio, there's a link there as well. If you want to have fun, transform, laugh, cry, everything else in between. We will be waiting for you. And without further ado, how about we jump into today's episode? I think that'd be I think that'd be a wise choice. All right, I'm going to go get my coffee. See you guys in like two, one, go. What is going on, my friends? Welcome to another episode of the Healthy Mindfuck Show. Today, swearing is allowed. This is a parent's podcast, and we're going to be talking with the lovely and conscious parent, Laura Haver. And I'm so, ah, Laura has one of those Instagram pages where she talks about like educating your children through like emotional intelligence and like maintaining playfulness in parenting which I think is what a lot of us want to do. But when it comes to like the execution of it, we're kind of like, uh, what? Like sometimes I just want to go hide in the closet. Like let's play hide and seek one more time. Totally been there and done that. So today I'm really excited to have Laura on the show so we can talk about this and how you can actually bring playfulness back into parenthood, especially for a lot of moms out there. 2020 is a brand new ball of wax, right? And it's totally up to us on how we want to mold it. So Laura, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. It's so fun to be here and I love your show and I love all the stuff that you're up to and all the listeners out there that, you know, just looking to keep growing themselves in their life and learning new things and what a fun adventure we get to be on. So thanks for having me. Heck yeah. I'm, I'm so excited. So tell us a little bit about your parenting style and how you're choosing to raise your kiddos. All right. Well, I was very blessed to have been a coach for a long part of my life. So I coached tennis for over 25 years. And during that time, I was able to learn a lot of lessons that now as a parent have become invaluable to me. So one of the things, well, the two main things I've learned from that is I approach parenting as coach. So I don't think I'm like being the parent to my kids. I'm being the coach to my kids. 
And then therefore our family is like a team. So that kind of gives us this automatic, playful, I'm a very competitive person also. That's and it gives us like a playful and fun way to live into that. And so when I'm coaching, what I found is that kids learn best through play. I love to play. In fact, my childhood nickname was Play Play. Play Play Maloney, my maiden name. And it. it's just been something that's just been a natural part of me. And so it's been really fun as a parent and freeing to be able to bring play to the harder situations that you face as a parent, you know, the frustrating situations. And, you know, obviously it's easy to bring play and fun to the fun situation. So For it's sure. trying to bring it to the whole circle. I don't think I've ever met a parent that ever like runs into frustrating times. I think it's just all kittens and rainbows and, and ice cream and lollipops. And there's no frustration at all. <laughs> it's just a huge pile of bullshit. So yeah. like when it comes to that though, like, parenting's hard, right? Like it's, it's, it's a thing for sure. And I don't even care like, oh, like your life seems so put together. Like, no, like it's, it's not even like the greatest parents like have those breakdowns in those moments, but it's their ability to come back. So like, how do you as a full-time mom and a coach and a, and a creator and then starting this business, like, how do you like maintain yourself? I think that's a big one that you know is is neglected in a lot of mom and, and parent groups and dad groups out there for our single dads out there and stuff like that like how do you maintain like yourself during this because I, I think that's so important yeah that's a huge question I mean I think you really nailed it on the head when you got to that is your first question as you like to do on your interviews you know really get to the point here but it's taking care of yourself right so I'm at the point in my journey as a mom where my kids are now six and eight so I don't have to like focus every second on just like keeping them alive. So it's at this really fun new place where I'm like, oh, I get to like reconnect with me as a person, mm-hmm. not just me as a mom. And in that space, like, you know, the number one thing I can say is like my ability to play. If I am just working, working, grinding, making lunches, making beds, doing laundry, taking the kids well, I used to take the kids to school, but you know, doing all these things that are part of your daily routine, then it just becomes a grind versus trying to do things that light me up, like have cool conversations with you or post fun games to my Instagram page with my kids or, you know, whatever it takes for me to keep my sanity, you know, and I, and if anyone wants to check it out, I've got also a daily, um, a, a sanity checklist, daily sanity checklist that I can, you know, shoot over to anyone who's listening. Um, just different things you can do, like get out in nature or call a friend or, you know, my little things, you know, that help you to keep your energy high so that you can yeah. give to your kids. Cause God knows their energy is high, high, higher and highest. <laughs> yeah. That's, oh, and that's such a good point. It's like, when I, when I look at kids, I'm like, how do you have so much energy, especially like my daughter, she is yeah firecracker. Um, and it's amazing. And I love it. And I, and I think to myself, like philosophically, I'm like, why does she have so much energy? And I'm like, well, she's super focused on her experience. She's super focused on taking care of her. And it's not that she doesn't love daddy, but she loves herself to love daddy type of thing. And then sometime between the age of three to like whatever age we become parents, we forget that. And then it's all about taking care of them and taking care of them and giving and giving and giving. And then we totally slap the label of, well, who are you? And it's like, well, I am a parent versus I am Laura and I am Chris. Like, have you gotten to that point where like you're peeling that label back now and you're like, no, I am Laura, who is a parent? 
Yeah. And it's amazing. It's the best freedom. And that's what I want to welcome anyone listening to do and do it as soon as possible. It's like, don't hide behind your rules. You need to own your role as you, but what do you want? And that's what I work with my clients on in their life is what is it that you want? What lights you up and what are you trying to accomplish? How can you live into your light? Because face it at the end of the day, what do we want for our kids? We don't want them to grow up and to be just some like doers and some makers and some like role. We want them to be their authentic true self, which is what gives them such energy right now as kids, you know? So like figuring out what's important to you. And sometimes as parents, I feel like, especially for moms, we might need a little extra help in that because, you know, it's been how many years now that you're just doing this, you know, yeah. and you have, you put your kids first and that's important. It but is. You it's have to necessary. Yeah. You have to do yeah. it because like, you know, it's like, oh, where, where, where's my, where's my daughter? I'm like, oh, she's trying to climb the stairs. Like we need to learn like, hey, not safe to like go rock climbing up the stairs like that and stuff like that. Cause it, it is very, they're learning the rules of reality and things like that. So mm-hmm. when it comes to that, I think one of like the biggest challenges that, that I find parents running into, especially when their kids start to turn like two and three and they have a lot of energy is like, how do you find novelty in the daily life? And you're so good at doing this. You create all these beautiful games and what they're doing and educating. Like, can you tell us about that part of your life? I don't know. I think it's just because I try to live my life in the context of fun and, and play. And so like the example, let me try to think of a different one. I don't know. I just make them up. They just sort of happen. Right. So it's like when we were doing our daily challenge. So we started a, we write the story 2020 to the beginning of the COVID challenge or the, the COVID quarantine where we post a new game every day. And it was amazing because it gave us this opportunity to take time together each day, the kids and I, where we would just make up something, we would do it together. And um, it really, like using my own creativity and the kids, that's a big thing. So be cre- being creative in your own life and what's fun for you and your family, and then just going with it and being silly, right? And play, like not being like, you have to get it right. Um, I don't know, I'm trying to think of what, I just make up anything to make the kids laugh or take us out of the moment. Like this morning, even in homeschool, one of my, my older son was just like having a moment with his math. And I was just like trying to make up something silly, like something so like even like, okay, well, do we need to get up and spin around in a circle? Just something to like refresh your body. You know, it's some, it's just little things to try to, I don't know, make ordinary things more fun or playful, but you don't have to be so serious. That's it. I think like that recalibration to like, and I think parenting can become so routine that it's like a habit where we get up make breakfast, make the beds, get the kids ready for school, do this, do that. Cool. I've got two hours of me time, do my me time, come back. And, and we kind of lose the, am I happy doing this? Like, is this something that's filling me up? Or is like, can I still have that playfulness or like maintaining that playfulness? And like, I, I think what it, what it really is in the way that I see you living your life, it's just really intentional. Like you very deliberately plan your days out to be playful. How can parents start to like get that back though, because I I know that you've lived that intentionally, but for a lot of parents out there, I think even in their relationships with their, with their spouse, like that spark can easily fade away and they can lose the, that flame of passion. Yeah. So to get it back, well, first thing you have to open up communication, especially if it's between Mm. you and your spouse, open up communication and just be real with each other and just say, Hey, this is what's happening. This is what it is. And then work together as a team right? So working as a team to figure out what it is that you really want. 
if it's you as yourself as a parent, you, what do I want? What do I want my days to look like? How do I want to experience every day? Do I want it to be, you know, going through the motions, doing the same things, or do I want to make it fun? Because some of these responsibilities, we can't change. We have to do them. There's no, there's no way around it, right? We need to cook. We need to wash. We need to do laundry. We need to clean. We need to do all these things, but how can we make them fun? So that's what I'm always doing. And I'm just trying out different ideas. Some are fun and some aren't. And that's okay because you just roll with it. You know what I mean? And let your kids lead because the kids Mm. have like an amazing ability to be creative. And when I'm making up these games, one of the biggest lessons I learned was that I would be like, okay, let's do, let's do this one game. And then they would take it in a totally different direction. At first I'd be like, wait, that's not the game we made up. That's what we're doing. But then they have such beauty and magic in how they let it unroll. And so it's like, let your kids lead and like join them in their play and like, like be inspired by your kids play and see how you can reconnect with your own play. Like what you love when you were a kid, what gives you energy. I hate you know, those, those, those types of things. Uh, there's, there's some quote out there. I cannot remember for the life of me what it was, but it's, it really talks about, you know, we have the same eyes, but we don't see the same sight. And our kids, I think we forget like have like this, like imagination of like, that's not a tree daddy. That's a dragon. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's totally a dragon. And then now we're like running around the front yard and the neighbors are calling the cops. Like, oh, Chris is out there hallucinating, like stuff like that. But like that type of playfulness, like let your, letting your kids leave, like, wow, what a statement that is. And, it, and it's so powerful to like let them because they're innately playful. So if you've lost your playfulness in the seriousness of parenthood, let your kids run it for a second. And I'm not saying like, oh, let's go like sharpen the knives on the back porch in a dark room, like things like that. But like, be a leader. Don't let your kids do dangerous things. But like, they are so innately like fun and full of life. And I think yeah. it's easy to forget that because we get frustrated and we only focus on the frustrations and then start to get the parent guilt and all the other stuff that comes along with that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. That's a good question. How do you parents start to get rid of the parent guilt? How do you like, cause I, I get this one a lot. I'm sure like you do, like, yeah. I want to take time for myself, but like, I just feel guilty doing that. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that parent guilt and is not always easy to go away. I think it might just keep kind of coming, creeping on back in, but as long as you can acknowledge it and then think about what your, what's the underlying cause, what's like, what's, um, what's out of integrity. What, what do you need to like, create new boundaries with? Who do you need to talk to you about something? You know, a lot of times when mine creeps in, it's like, if I want to do some other things for myself, I, maybe I need to check in with my husband and say, Hey, I need to go do this, you know, event, or I need to, I would like to go do this. And like, we need to like communicate about it, you know? So you can do that if it's like a relationship or maybe journaling. I know you're a big fan of journaling, you know, getting to the heart of what it is. And then being, if you're clear, like being clear on what's really important to you, that's where you can go back to at the end of the day. And that's one thing that was just huge for me, like understanding what my priorities are and then scheduling in my priorities first mm. and letting all the other stuff like fall in. Yeah. Um, you know, cause I, I remember this, like when the kids are little and people would come up to you be like, oh, they're so cute. Oh my gosh. And then they say the worst thing, like, hold on to this because it's going to go by so fast. And I'd be like, ah, you know, like pulling my hair out because you want to make the most of every moment. So that's when I started doing this practice, maybe like five or so years ago, where I just really be intentional and clear on what's important 
and then I make sure that I do what's important to me. So I don't mm. get caught up in the whirlwind of life and all these other things that come on, you know, so that I'm dialed in. I make sure that I put my quality time with my kids. And that's part of why I made these games. It's like 20 minutes or, you know, now I'm trying to create play breaks, like five minute game where you just connect for five minutes to 20 minutes, you know? I cannot tell you how powerful that simple practice is. Like when I talk with people that are like happy, love what they're doing and like have good relationships in their lives, that is what they do is they know what their values and priorities are and then they build it into their life and they laser focus on it. Like I cannot, like that's the secret sauce to happiness. Like that's the thing that's that's on that burger. You're like, is this avocado sauce? No, it's like intentional living through like prioritization. That's what it is. That's what that secret sauce is. And maybe it's avocado oil too. I can't quite tell you, but like, it's so important to be able to do that. How can like parents, like this is the thing, like the, my favorite thing that I like to tell myself and that I hear a lot of parents say is like, I don't have the time, right? Like how can parents start to like categorize like more time in their week? Okay. Well, here's a good quote I just posted recently. It's like, if you want to know your, um, don't tell me what your priorities are. Tell me what's in your calendar. So what you're scheduling, that is in its essence, what you are claiming is your priorities. So you can look at what you're doing. So that's one of the first things I do with my clients too, is we do a time audit. So we look at what you've been doing, where you're spending your time. And then we check that out with your, with what your priorities are. And we make sure to align them, if that makes sense. So you, you check that out and then um, you have to reassess. Okay. That is a big, important piece. Also reassess because your priorities change. Like before, you know, all COVID there was different priorities and there was different types. So you need to keep looking at it back, you know, and um, I have a whole article on it with my whole like process. So if anyone wants to check it out, I can give you the link in the show notes, which is for like sure. We are going to mess process. the show notes up. The show yep. notes are just going to be how like to, how to fill your with what's important to you. You know, yes. you gotta put your big rocks in first and then let all the sand fill in. Otherwise you'll just be like in the sand all day or in the weeds. Yeah. That's like the same thing I tell all my clients, like, show me your calendar, show me your bank account and I will show you your future. It's like, well, I watch Netflix for six hours a day. I'm like, great. Is that like actually the direction you want to take your life is like being programmed by something. Cause like you're not intentionally living. Like when you're watching TV is decompression time extremely important? Yes. Is TV for six hours the best means of doing that with like no kind of stimulation or no connection to your spouse? There might be a better way to, to go about that. So like, what's your daily life look like? Like, how do you like live through like this intentional life? Like when okay. do you wake up type of thing? Like, yeah. tell so, us the secrets. Okay, so if I was doing my perfect day, which I'm not always doing, right? I try to wake up and do like a, a little meditation. Right. If I have an extra good day, I would try to journal. If I wake up before my kids, which is rare, I try to get a quick journaling in, but that's, that was better during the summer. Right. So then um, I'll wake up, make breakfast for the kids, and then I'll hit the gym. Luckily, one of the cool things is we made a home gym now during this time. So I'll go in the garage and I'll get my workout and then we'll come in, eat breakfast. And now I'm doing homeschool. So I'm actually teaching my two kids. So we'll sit at the table. We'll do homeschool for a few hours. We'll take a break. Maybe we'll go play tennis or go do some sporty things to be active and then eat lunch. And that's when I work on my writing and do my book or I do zoom calls or I do like meetings with clients or things like that. And then we go do an afternoon adventure and then come home, make dinner. Actually I prep dinner and then I cook dinner later. Cause I can't, Smart. I can't, 
I can't handle doing it all. And we like to eat early. So I prep dinner after lunch and then I do my writing. That's a little secret sauce tip that some parents have been telling me. They're like meal prep like three times a week and then like understand like what conglomeration of meals you can make from like all of like your things and then just throw it in pots and pans. Like I got a pot of chicken noodle soup on on the stove right now from like bone broth. I'm like going on five days on that thing right now. Like pretty soon we're going to, we're going to be a stew pretty soon with it. We'll just throw some potatoes in and figure it out. But like small hacks like that are gangbusters. And how do you stay sane throughout the day? Like when you get frustrated and upset because kids are kids and they're like, their job is to push the boundaries of reality. And so like, can I sharpen knives in a dark room or is that not safe? Like, how do you maintain sanity? Yeah. So sometimes you can't and that's okay. But when I break down, which I try to like avoid that by keeping my daily sanity practices high, right? I got to keep myself up so that my, once I'm tired or down, then it's easier for me to break down. Right. But when I do, I want to model it for my kids, what I'm doing, what I'm going through so that I can teach them what I'm doing instead of just me secretly doing it in my head. You know what I mean? It's like, okay. So I got to calm myself down take a couple deep breaths, whatever the thing I can do. And then I need to like acknowledge what's so, you know, and not make myself wrong about it. I'm so good at doing that for my kids and my family and for other people. But I realized that I would often make myself wrong. Like, why should I, I shouldn't react like this. You know, I shouldn't let them get me so upset, but just that's what happened. So what deal with that and then move on, you know, coach myself okay, that's all right. You just wanted this or whatever. I know I'd have to think of a good example, but it happens or just tell my kids, oh my gosh, I'm hungry. I need to get something. I'm sorry. And I apologize to them. I'm really sorry. And I tell them like what's behind it. We're so often our biggest critics, especially as parents, because like the stress in parenthood is inevitable. Like you're going to get stressed. You're going to get fatigued and like learning to like calibrate the system to like be okay with that. Like it is such a shift because I I think that's where a ton of parent guilt comes from is we get frustrated and then we get frustrated about the frustration, but like just learning to claim that powerful. Yeah. I just actually um, wrote a new article about that, about the, like the mom's new guide to strength and the secret of strength is allowing yourself to be weak and to make mistakes. Oh, so if you can make the mistakes and you can be okay with that, then you're going to have real strength. You're not going to go around and be strong. I'm fine. Everything is good. Blah, blah, blah. Right. So that's something else that I'm really. So good. That's been something that's huge in this year is like strength through vulnerability. Right. And acceptance. Vulnerability. It's like the last step. Be vulnerable. Oh, it's so hard. Tell people what's going on. And because why? We want to model this for our kids. We want our kids to do it. Whatever we want our kids to do, we need to start modeling ourselves and if we can't do that that's okay let's like look to our community there it is you know listen to your podcast like look read these things like find ways to grow because you know there's always room for growth which is exciting and fun otherwise we just be like it is it is exciting and it is fun because if you're not growing you're dying like there's there's no like um like staying still like doesn't exist like you're lying to yourself Mm -hmm. and but laura the emotions of vulnerability don't feel good how do you start to feel that with yourself? That's a good one because um, I don't know if you guys or listeners are familiar with the Enneagram, but I'm Enneagram seven and we just like to have fun and adventure and like, you know, not deal with the emotions. But when you don't deal with them, then you just get stuck in them and then you Ooh. can't have any fun. 
Mm. So you can pretend that's one of the things. You can pretend that everything's okay, but you know when it is or it isn't. Yeah. You know. So it's better just to get real with it and deal with it and let it go. You know, resistance causes persistence. So if you resist it, you're just gonna stick in it longer. Oh yeah. Or cause more fallout. <laughs> that's like the biggest like projection of like, is somebody gonna be happy in their life? Is like how real can you really be with yourself right now? Like, can you say like, yeah, life is like pretty good. And then eventually like five minutes later, you're like, yeah, life sucks. I'm like, amazing. Your life is going to be really, really good because you can constantly be real with yourself versus like, I'm fine. I'm strong, confident. And you're like constantly doing these affirmations of strength, confidence, no ego. I'm like, there's a whole different spectrum that we're going to have to dive into. And either you can choose to feel that or you get the emotional two by four to the back of the head. Thank you, universe. I would prefer if the universe didn't have to work that hard. Right. And then think about how you're interacting with your kids when you're like that. Right. You know? And that's, yeah. really where, that's really where those headbangs come in. You know, it's like, I call it, I made it up one night at dinner we were eating and was like open. I call it open communication and closed communication so if you're being closed in your life right and then like this is what happened we were being closed my husband was like being closed okay he's amazing he's like he's amazing dad parent but he's closed and then my son was closed he didn't want to eat his vegetables so then I was just like see you're closed 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 boom and they explode and then I'm cracking everybody up so yes. then we just now it's like we have this tool are you being open or closed and then my five-year-old then he made it up he's like I'm just being medium, right? So he does this little gripper. So it's just like a tool we can use. Like, how are you being? And when you're being open, you can come together in love. And when you're closed, you're just ready to fight. And I think it's it's really important here. And like, there's a bunch of different books that really support this. And our children have a primary like brain signature of like a theta brainwave, which has to do with feeling and mirroring. So they're not mental like we are as adults. They just mirror their environment and they mirror environmental emotional cues. So how you're feeling is what your body language is showing. And that's how your kids are mirroring, right? They're little sacred mirrors. Thank goodness for that. So if you're catching your kids being like frustrated or upset or like they're just not themselves, they are in a lot of different ways a product of their environment. And if their environment is not genuine and authentic and expressive to who they are, well, that might be a good indicator that you're not on that pathway as well. And it's, it's not a point to like blame or shame. It's just, again, a calibration point to say, oh, cool. Like, here's where I actually am. And now I can do some things to like shift my state or take different action and fun things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. I'll have to talk to you more about that one because that's super fascinating. Such a fun conversation. Yeah, kid, kids are mirrors to their environment, plain and simple. Yeah. So Laura, I know our time is so valuable and I know we've jammed this so full of information. If people want to connect to you and see what you're doing and really reach out, where can they find these articles and where can they find your page? Yep, yep. So if they um, check me out at Laura M. Haver on Instagram and I'm putting my Pinterest page together now as well. And my I have a blog, Chasing Havers, and it's soon going to be switched over to laurahaver.com. Amazing. Yeah. I love it. And all those links guys are, are always in the bio. What a jam-packed episode though. Like I, I'm so grateful to have like conscious parents in life where we can, I'm so frustrated. I feel like a volcano and we can like laugh about that stuff. Like that's just the realness of it. Yep. And look out for Chris and I are putting out a game, Rainbow Breathing. It'll be coming out this week. Yeah. 
class for the challenge and um, whirlwind parenting is the book that i'm working on so that is in draft form and i'm getting excited to start sharing more and more with everybody heck yes i'm so excited for all of that so guys all of this all of laura is all in the show notes make sure you go give her a follow check out her content laura thank you so much for being on thank the show you. Yep, it's awesome. I love what you're up to and wishing everybody out there um, lots of fun and play. Go find your play, connect with your kiddos and have a great one. Howdy. I hope you thoroughly enjoyed this episode of the Healthy Mindfuck podcast. If you would, do me a humongous favor and just jump on over and give this podcast a rating and review. It helps tremendously in getting this message out to more earballs and eye holes to continue to expand the awareness of the mind and ignite the spirit. And in the sense of this awkward closing, have an amazing day. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.